0: Hi guys I hope you can join us today is a very exciting show we have a very interesting person he is what we would call a clinical hypnotist he works with really serious stuff serious traumas like in crises and uh, you know very if you're very very bad off he's the fastest hypnotist And also, he has an amazing testimony. I'm going to ask him, what
1: is the fastest hypnosis? Does he hypnotize you like that in 10 seconds?
0: I don't know, but it it seems to work pretty well. And um, atheist turned Christian, guys. Interesting story. Can't wait. Especially since he's he's experienced major miracles. Like if miracles weren't major. They're pretty major. so I hope you join us guys
1: yeah we yeah. hope that too
0: and Bobby the amazing Bobby
1: oh the amazing Bobby that's new guys
0: wants to say hello, hello.
1: <laughs> thank you for being with us And soon as we're gonna start with the first song yeah. <laughs> just
0: stop you crying
2: The Cure with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy
1: Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Cure Radio
0: Show. I'm Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris.
1: Well, wow, thank you for the amazing again.
0: Because God is really nice.
1: So that's why I'm amazing? You're amazing too, then.
0: <laughs> I hope. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, and our website, godisthecure.com. We're broadcasting live today from Miami through satellite, available in 35 radios in 11 states, expands to 200 radios and on Sirius XM channel 131 tomorrow. Also live on social media and soon after the show, any podcast player as a podcast. And I wanted to thank our media followers, just in Facebook alone, we reach a million people monthly. Thank you guys. And thank God. This show deals with the issues of life, suffering, and the tenacity of the human spirit. We provide testimonials to let people know we're not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers With, to with, since education is necessary. Awareness is crucial and comfort is needed. God was my only cure. Everything else failed. And we hope to be a source of healing for each other. Life can be challenging, but know this, God is our Father, He's Omnipotent, Jesus, the name above all names, nobody does it better than Him, and He loves us. The song we played earlier was The Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Here we go. This is what I get from it. Satan condemns us, making us believe. Everything is hopeless and we're broken. The Holy Spirit lets us know our wrongs. The Bible shows the truth God has spoken. We cannot fool the one who sees it all. When it gets bad, the times are ripe. The end of times don't seem so far. Growth can take place. No need to gripe. While dodging bullets flying all around, we know of great suffering from before. This test must pass while praising God with faith. Remember, remember Daniel with the lions and so much more. What is happening could be biblical, living in a time of spiritual wars. If it seems scary in times of trouble, no, God recreates and open stores. Today we'll talk about clinical hypnosis and how that helps treating trauma among others with our special guest, Dr. Tim Fizekaroli. Right? Did I say it right? I hope so. Oh,
2: uh, it's close enough. I'm not a doctor, um, but uh, I, I yeah, I work on all sorts of very, very serious issues. And it was something that I didn't ever expect to be doing for a living. Uh, it's just it's just well, where I've ended up.
0: Exactly. Okay. Is it UK based yeah. hypnosis, hypnotist, a teacher of hypnotism and hypnotherapy and also a mind coach? Tim advertises as being Britain's fastest hypnotist. And specializes in rapid interventions to help people with serious mental health problems often in crisis especially trauma alcohol and drug addiction as well as low self-worth and eating disorders. He has a diploma with distinction in clinical hypnotherapy and international client list and also has been featured in several books and in the national press and media. Tim's interest in hypnosis first began when his wife was diagnosed with a terminal illness and sent home to die. That was 20 years ago. And 20 years later, their life together has continued. His wife is now a multiple transplantee with a number of chronic health problems, but she's also a very rare survivor of three terminal illnesses and hypnosis has been at the heart of much of that. As well as turning to hypnosis to help his wife, Tim studied hypnosis professionally and became a well-known therapist, fascinated by the mindset and the role of emotions and beliefs in all of our outcomes. On a personal level, Tim's expertise in hypnotism has also helped him discover God and faith which has been a profound shift in itself. Tim, welcome to The Cure. So excited to have you on the show.
2: Well, I'm really excited to be here and I really appreciate the invitation.
0: So, Tim, please tell us a little of your story. How did you become a hypnotist working on serious mental health problems?
2: (sighs) Completely by accident. It 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 was never planned. Um, basically, what happened was uh, twenty years ago, very uh, oh, yeah, almost exactly twenty years ago, my wife was diagnosed with a, a very serious condition. She ended up in hospital because she was struggling to eat or drink, and to uh, uh, she'd got very, very emaciated. Her liver had grown to an enormous size, it was pressing all of her internal organs, and this was because of a genetic condition. But this had been preceded by uh, a period of stress at work, a very, very period of, uh, a very stressful period of time at work. And she was told that she needed a transplant, but she simply wasn't going to be able to have one because she wasn't considered fit enough to survive the operation. Wow. And so that was why they sent her home, and there was, there was literally no option, and we knew that we had to get her eating and drinking, and that was the absolute priority. And because the, the, this had all been kicked off by stress, we thought, well, you know, maybe the opposite of that would be relaxation. And also, I remembered reading a book as a teenager about certain medical conditions being responsive to hypnosis. And with, with not, nothing else to explore, really, we started phoning around trying to find a hypnotherapist that was prepared to take this on, and, and we couldn't. Um, we found some that said, oh, yes, bring her in, I'll have a go at it. But they didn't sound too promising. And then there were others that said, no, there's absolutely no way, I don't think I can help. So I ended up going to the local library, taking some books out, the few books that they had on hypnosis, and I made a recording for her to listen to, and I treated it like a computer programming job because that was my background. And lo and behold, two weeks later, she was able to drink more or less normally, and nobody's ever been able to explain that. Um, But it did mean that over a period of 13 months, she was able to build herself up strong enough to undergo what turned out to be the first of several transplants, um, and that really piqued my interest in hypnosis because prior to that, I, uh, I didn't envisage any kind of connection with it. And I decided that I would that this was so useful and it had been so useful, I really ought to study it properly, which is what I did. And that was that was sort of how I became a hypnotherapist. The, the that was followed by my mum moving in to live with a, uh, moving up to live with us. Uh, after my dad died, she was quite badly disabled. And two weeks after she arrived, she had an accident and was paralyzed from the chest down. So I was, I was now in a position where I was looking after my wife. I was looking after my mother. Um, and it, I just got to a point where I couldn't hold down on a normal everyday job and be there for the people that really mattered to me. So I, I, because I'd studied hypnosis, I, I just came home from work one day and I said, Karen, I am gonna, I've, I've resigned. And I'm going to do hypnotherapy instead, and that was how it started. Um, and from there, uh, I ended up in 2006. I found a way of treating bulimia nervosa, or rather, I'd figured out a way sometime before that that I thought would work. Um, in 2003, I'd worked with and, somebody. Well, 2003, me, or me, thereabouts.
0: Let me ask you about your mother. Okay, sorry. Did the hypnosis work on uh-huh. her? The one that was paralyzed from the neck down?
2: Uh. I don't. Well, she was.
0: Well, we have to go into break, but basically, you you weren't sure if hypnosis was a valid treatment until you saw it firsthand done correctly. It does work.
1: And then we'll we'll continue talking about uh, hypnosis as a treatment.
0: We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Amy Cabo and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices.
2: Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. Day though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil.
1: (sighs) I look back throughout my life, and so often in the walk, I see only one set of footprints. And I truly understand that it's because for so long, he carried me. Blessings. I would've never
0: achieved anything kind of any significance. I oh. set out to be
1: the realest and the
0: illest of my time, of my time. Do I probably end up dying in my prime? In my prime. When I finally got a chance, I knew I shine, do I shine? But I seen them slippin' every time, every time In this world, we go drop a dime drop a dime. I'ma stand up die, go and do my time, do my time. Anytime you wanna test me, come and try, come and try. Before I swallow my pride, I'ma die, I'ma Till the day that I go, am going I'ma ride. Cause I know I got God. Side, and hey, we all gotta die someday And if you don't know, now you know, you know Sometimes, I bet Reverend Run looks back like, what have I done? They created an art form, you turn it to a circus well, but making What I'm gonna make music for the purpose Somebody pray for me I'm out here in a place that I may never
1: leave
2: now we will continue
0: with Amy Cabo and the cure welcome back this is Amy Cabo and thanks for tuning in
1: remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app the cure with Amy Cabo or as a podcast just look for God is the cure on any podcast platform
0: the song that just played was pray for me by Haystack and hey I say here's my take but I can't take credit I believe I'm a vessel the Holy Spirit uses. As I'm told about being talented, instead I feel blessed. I know this because I barely did anything right when I didn't have a relationship with God and the outcomes were frustrating.
2: Now what happens is a blessing,
0: regardless of the outcomes. Where once I felt God couldn't love me, today I'm amazed by how great His love is. So here it is guys, no one is perfect, but we can try our best knowing we fall short, heavily attacked with outcomes for which we know there's no resort. So we need each other for support. United by God's love, most of us will pray for those who suffer and are in need to all God of love and miracles that makes a way. We brace ourselves for what may come, whether it be good or bad, as we are held. Knowing even dark times brings us closer to becoming holy or otherwise compelled. No matter how hard we see ourselves, God sees better than we ever knew. And what we need the praying for is healed by God and carried through. We're talking about clinical hypnosis with special guest, Tim Fitzacurley. Okay. Tim, I, I understand that you specialize in trauma and you work all kinds of conditions. And before we went into break, I was a little curious about your mother that was, you know, that was paralyzed from the neck down. Uh-huh. That That's extremely serious. In fact, not too long ago, I was seeing a show on miracles. This guy had a thinning of the spinal cord. It looked like a string at one area in the spinal cord. And x-rays showed it and everything. And doctors and surgeries and nothing would work until the church prayed over him. And he had the same scenario. Paralyzed from the neck down. And instead of blaming God, he just turned it over to God and said, If this is your will, help me accept it. And you know what? He was completely recovered. Nobody understands it. So, yeah, miracles do happen. (laughs) You could find anything on YouTube.
1: So, is hypnosis really a valid form of treatment? What do you think?
2: Uh, Well, I would say absolutely. And here's the reason why. Because Humans, you know, as people, we talk about mind and body as though they are two completely separate things, but that's a completely artificial distinction. And if you think about it, the, the it, we are we are one integrated system. Um, but also, that the the outcomes that we have in life um, are very much dictated. Um, a lot of the time, certainly, by the kinds of beliefs that we carry. And so, I I work a lot on chronic alcohol problems, eating disorders. Um, Very often those have originated with things like trauma, and it could be a a coping mechanism, and sometimes it's a kind of unwitting form of self-punishment, but that revolves around people's sense of self-worth and self-identity. And many of those things have been suggested to people. Um, So, hypnosis is about using suggestion, and we are all suggestible, that's why you can have education systems, it's why things like propaganda and advertising work as well. Um, We are all suggestible, uh, but hypnosis is about taking that sort of natural, innate level of suggestibility and using special methods in order to heighten it. And if you heighten it, then you can change the way somebody models reality itself and that includes not just the universe around them and the world in which they live, but also who they are and their importance. And instead of looking at themselves in a bad way, they can begin to look at themselves in a good way. Um, so it, it, if, you were to, if you were trying to comfort a, a very unhappy child, what you would do is you would talk to them. You would use words you know, in order to try and explain things in a completely different way. So, what I would—the th- best way to think of it—is that you you would you are essentially doing the same thing, but but you are doing it in a way which is is ultra efficient and cuts through a lot of what would otherwise be resistance, so that you can help somebody to see things like their true worth and their true value, or to see the things that happen to them in a different way. Um, uh, and hopefully that's a reasonably good explanation that makes sense uh, at a sort of a high level.
1: So like reprogramming people?
2: Um, well, yeah, I mean, if we're reprogramming, that implies that we've already been programmed. And to a great extent, that is true. If somebody grows up in a in a household where they are constantly told that they are useless, worthless, rubbish that they should, they wish the parents wish had never been born and so forth, then that's gonna have an effect on somebody. And it affects the way they feel about themselves. And that's very different from somebody being programmed in a different way, growing up in a household told that they are loved, that they are important, that they're talented and so forth. You can see that the same child would grow up in two completely different ways and with two different um, kinds of realities um and and so uh, that's basically what i'm getting
0: at right because perception and attitude really influence outcome i've noticed (laughs) um you know but you know I, i appreciate it when i make mistakes or when things don't go wrong because it reminds me of how not important i am and how human i am that god is the only thing that's important but under the same token, I realize of our importance that God did create us with a special pur- purpose. And so, and that we're very much loved by Him. So, in that sense, I do find importance.
2: Yeah, and uh, and that's really the thing. I mean, I talked about, on on the introduction, you talked about me finding God through hypnosis. And that's very, very true. And, and, and one of the things that i've I've realised as time has gone on is that the beliefs that we carry are a reflection of the information that we've been exposed to. And as most people grow up and certainly in the UK, you're fed very, very particular kinds of information,
0: stereotypes.
2: <laughs> and it, it caused me to so it caused me to to step back and reevaluate many of the beliefs that I had.
1: And uh, we will continue talking about clinical hypnosis and what can be done with it, apparently a lot of things. But we'd love to hear from you. Tell us your story. Have you been experienced have you experienced hypnosis? Chasing it tonight, doubts are running around her head. He is waiting, hides behind a cigarette. Heart is beating loud and she doesn't want it to stop. too fast, moon is lighting up her skin She's falling, doesn't even know it yet Having no regrets is all that she really wants You're, You're only getting older, baby
0: Cabo and the cure. Welcome back, guys. And remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on our website, GodisTheCure.com, because He is.
1: Yeah, we have a website. Can you believe that, guys? But anyway, all shows are available also as a video podcast. Just look for God is the Cure with Amy Cabo or type in God is the Cure and the podcast The Cure with Amy Cabo will show up.
0: That song was Night Changes by One Direction and this is the message I received this time because I can receive different messages from the same song depending on the moment. (laughs) It's really cute. Anyhow, here we go, guys. Nothing lasts forever. Only God is eternity. It's amazing how suddenly things can change. A lot of us will persevere, awake and thrive. Things once familiar instantly turn strange. Many will see signs from God when there are epidemics and fearful sights. Daniel 12.1 speaks of times of great trouble when we're delivered and reach greater heights. There is a day of judgment just like redemption. Devastation and deception can be greater than before. Be at peace, stay close to God, pray and keep it steady. In the end, all this heartache does not exist anymore. We are tested to bring out the best of us and produce produce greater results for those asleep. Exhibit fruits of the Holy Spirit, such as joy, peace and kindness what we sow is what we reap. We're talking about treating conditions with clinical hypnosis with special guest, Tim Fitzsarkaly. I hope I said it right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was great.
0: <laughs> well, because in my script, it has how you pronounce it. And I find it easier to read. Yeah, and it doesn't have how you pronounce it. But You know, I'll have to talk to my producer about that.
1: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) It's fine,
2: I think you're doing great, (laughs) I
0: It's okay. But, uh, so, your your wife, that's a very interesting story. Surviving three terminal illnesses, nothing should scare Uh you anymore. I mean, although we're human, we always love to get scared. But, um, what happened there? I mean, how did hypnosis help her?
2: well we used we used it in various different ways um yeah personally we've used it for the the first time we really used it with my wife was when she was waiting for the second transplant the second transplant uh, things were pretty grim she'd been in the hospital for a few months she had chronic liver failure and chronic rejection um and it was Christmas Eve, two thousand and seven. She was told that she had three weeks to live. Uh, liver liver readings, sorry, were the worst that they had apparently seen on the liver unit at the hospital in Newcastle, and that's in England. Um, and things were really pretty desperate. Um, but so we used hypnosis really to help her with her mindset, to keep her focused on the future. Um, to deal with things like fears and worries. Um, I can remember as I brought her up for that second transplant, um, using hypnosis in the car as I drove because she was starting to feel very anxious about it. And that was really because the first liver transplant had been such a big operation and there had been a huge amount of pain afterwards. So in order to to alleviate that, what I did was I stayed at the hospital, I waited until she came out of theater, which was about 11 hours later, because it was a big operation, and I immediately went into intensive care as soon as I could, and I used hypnosis while she was still under anesthetic. And I used suggestions that she wouldn't feel any, um, that she wouldn't feel pain when she was brought out of the anesthetic, that she would not be aware of the the tube that because there's a quite a big wide tube that goes down into somebody's lungs to artificially respirate them and that can be there for 24 hours she'd found that very uncomfortable with the first one um suggestions for rapid healing um and all sorts of stuff and the the difference with the second operation compared to the first despite karen's horrendous um, physical state was dramatic. The, um, she, you know, she didn't have all the back pain that she had with the first time, because when when they do a liver operation, they cut through all the muscles at the front of the body, and, and that's really what holds people up. It's not our spines; it's our muscles. Um, so back pains, back pains, a big thing with liver transplants. She, so she didn't have that the second time. The um, incisions were closed, dry dressings off in about a week. And that compared with three months for the first one.
0: So she heal and a so forth. So that, did, you, pretty... did you use more hypnosis the second time around?
2: Well, we didn't use hypnosis the first time around, because difference. Yeah, so my my experience with hypnosis was very, very limited when uh, my the wife had habit. the first transplant. Uh, by the time we got to the second, it was a very, very different story. But also when our daughter was born, we used it because um, we had... Uh, my wife was in the hospital because of, her, uh, because of the fact she was a transplantee. Um, our daughter was born very premature. She was nearly 10 weeks early. Um, and I, I was allowed to be in theater when they did the cesarean section. Unfortunately, the um, anesthetist didn't get it quite right and my wife could feel the incision as they opened her up so then we used hypnosis and our daughter was actually born by cesarean section using hypnosis for pain control and now that was something wow. i'd wow. never that's expected to do but it amazing. was really really useful that's for sure
0: that's that's wow. amazing
1: that's interesting so you guys should have like an extra job in the or <laughs> if you have other, you, know, you have extra time
0: in case the anesthesia doesn't work. <laughs> wow, that's so. But I didn't know yeah, that hip, hypnosis
1: no. you can use hypnosis while the patient is asleep or under anesthesia, so you don't need to be conscious for well, hypnosis. I guess not.
2: Uh, no, and that's something that people get wrong about hypnosis. The the, the thing is, where, if you think of it, the nearest that you could probably get to anesthesia um, in an ordinary everyday life is being very, very drunk. And you'll know that when people get very, very drunk, um, it's very common for them not to remember what they've done. But that didn't stop them doing it, which may, or, or finding their way <laughs> home, which means that there was part of their mind that knew what was going on while they were sort of chemi- while their conscious mind was chemically suppressed.
0: That makes- and
2: anesthesia is a very, very similar thing. Um, so, it, with hypnosis, it is possible if you get if you get somebody who's good at going into hypnosis and you know what you're doing, you can sometimes uh, have somebody go back and, and tell you what was being said by the surgeons during the operation. You know, wow. the, the mind does not just shut down; it, it keeps going. It's consciousness that shuts down, and so, but it's not the conscious mind that hypnosis is designed to really interact with, uh, because our model of reality and that's that's probably the best way to describe it is not built consciously you don't know how to build it consciously but there's a part of your mind that does and that part never shuts down so yes it can be done there is a very specific way to do it and, and I never expected to have to do it but um, you know it, they've been really really useful skills and I would encourage anybody to that is interested to learn them because this is not some sort of voodoo type thing this is about using abilities that we are all
0: capable of born with and that we can help one another Uh,
2: yeah exactly and
0: by the time that she had the third terminal illness i suppose you were using hypnosis again and the results were much better Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so uh, again yes uh, um and again, we were using hypnosis. But th- th- by the time my wife got to the third transplant, which was a different organ—that was a kidney transplant—it um, it was more or less just another day at the office. We'd gotten rather used to it, and we were quite blasé about it. And wow. it- and that is that—that's the kind of situation that you don't really expect to find yourself in. Um, but what I would really like to say, Amy, for anybody that's going through a hard time, and I would say we've been through, we've certainly been tested, is that all of these awful things have also led to some really, really wonderful things. Um, you know, we'll I just wouldn't be on just, this podcast yeah. were it not for the things that had happened. And I wouldn't be working with people who've got chronic alcohol conditions and, and being able to set many of them completely exactly. free. If these things hadn't happened, I'm working with a, um, a mind technology company in the UK, um, which has recently tested something I created. It goes um,
0: back to what I'm always if, saying oh, everything happens for a reason because God is in control and He brings good outcomes out of everything, whether we see it at the moment or not.
1: And uh, we will yeah, continue correct. after the short break and talking about clinical hypnosis and apparently a lot of uses. No. i am with you and as your mercy falls i raise my hands and praise the god who gives and takes away and i'll praise you in this storm and i will lift my head. Tear, I've cried. Will you hold in your hair You never left my side, and though know my heart is torn, oh, I will praise you in
2: this storm. And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and the Cure.
0: Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app The Cure, and on social media. Look for God is the Cure.
1: And also, the later the show will be a podcast. Also, the previous shows are there already, so you can check any podcast platform and look for God is the Cure.
0: That song, that awesome song that just played, was Praise You in the Storm by Casting Crowns. We can't minimize the importance of God. Pressure in life can promote positive growth. We have a special purpose. We have a special place reserved in Heaven. Through His sacrifice, God took that oath. It doesn't matter how scary life gets. God's peace, love and joy gives hope every day. We feel the comfort provided as we pray like a palm tree that a storm can only sway. God's mercy rescued us so many times, reassured that He never left our side, victorious from our greatest trials, never in vain the many tears we've cried. No one can love us more than Christ, our hero, above all, God we always praise, brings out the best of us even in the rain, best thing we can do is follow his ways. We are continuing our conversation with our special guest, Tim Fitzarkali, about clinical use of hypnosis. Tim, how did you go from atheist to Christian? And was your wife originally a believer?
2: Uh, My wife always has been. Um, yeah, although not so strongly as now. Um, I I wasn't, um, but the, uh, the, I mean, it's a sort of long and convoluted story, um, but one of the things that hypnosis has taught me is that um, the beliefs that we carry around are a consequence of the things that we are taught and told. And i had been brought up uh, on all sorts of bits of information about us being 99.5, you know, 95% Chimpanzee or whatever, and I decided that it was important for me to actually fact check a lot of the things that I'd been taught. And when I did, I found out that a lot of it was just lies and fabrication. Um, and th- that was a huge wake up. Um, and so what I did was I gave both sides equal opportunity. I looked at creationism. I looked at ev- evolution, and I and I gave both sides equal opportunity to sort of present a case and. Um, by the time I'd finished, it was apparent to me that we cannot be explained in the kind of terms that are taught in most classrooms. Um, uh, and you know, DNA, for example, is is talked about as though as though it is a self-replicating molecule, but that's nonsense. It doesn't replicate itself. It can't. You need things like ribosomes, and that's a complex protein which has to be perfectly uh, suited in order to do it. And just, you know, the the molecule doesn't get you anywhere. You need all of the machinery of a cell around it. And where does the information come from? And these are really, really good questions, and they all deserve answers, and science just hasn't done that. But it's a bit like, and they talk about mutation, improving things. But if you were to take a copy of Microsoft Windows and start making random changes, it wouldn't be very long before it didn't work at all. So there's all sorts of things, and I just took a step back and looked at many of the things that I believed and, and said, okay, I'm going to look at the evidence instead of just accepting what I've always been told. But it, in terms of the things that have happened to us, um, one of the things that I would say is that we've talked about this, and we, even though it's been absolutely awful at times uh, and very difficult, we wouldn't change a thing. Um, you, you, we wouldn't care to go back and repeat it, but we absolutely wouldn't change anything about it because there's also been all sorts of amazing things that have come out of it. And like I was touching on that, you know, I'm working with a mind technology company and we're, we're, we're treating and curing post-traumatic stress disorder very, very rapidly. Um, and there's all sorts of wonderful things being done that I would not have had any involvement with otherwise and wouldn't have been developed otherwise and and it, when you are in the middle of something, it's very easy for us to have our narrow little human perspective, which is which is very one dimensional. If you could if you could talk, take a, a bird's eye view of somebody's entire life, uh, you'd be able to see that many of these things are actually essential for that person to grow or to achieve the things that they are capable of or perhaps meant to achieve and so you make a very good point. point and
0: it's true we're very influenced by the world and our environment let's say stigmas stigmas from someone that has PTSD that you just mentioned you know whether we want to admit it or not your family ends up believing the stigma even the person who's suffering the PTSD can believe the stigma, where the person that has the PTSD believes they're the problem. The family feels they're the problem, even if they're not expressing it. Um, and, you know, that person may actually be the solution. Um, little did we know, but, you know, what we're told, and And our environment is is a very strong thing. But see, God takes that stigma away. He says it doesn't matter what happened to you in the past. It doesn't matter what people think or say. I'm the only one that matters what I think. I'm the judge of things. And I can make you new. And I can make it all go away. And I can make you almost just as perfect. Because remember, when God came down to Earth as Jesus, when He sent His only Son, He was the same as us body and soul he didn't ask for a divine soul he got a human soul a human body showing us that it is possible that it is possible to love god perfectly regardless of your environment regardless of the challenges regardless of what you've been through and regardless of whatever anybody else thinks
2: yeah and if, if i could add to that um sure. something that i i see in sessions all the time which Which is people who have an absolutely horrific sense of self-worth, and I know that one. That's one of the reasons why I like to use hypnosis. It's not the only tool that I use, but it's one of the reasons I like to use hypnosis because it's a very, very good way of getting through the barriers that would otherwise prevent you from allowing that person to see just how beautiful they are. And I get to work with lots of chronic alcoholics who who are beating themselves up and running themselves down, or people with eating disorders. And I enjoy revealing to them just what they are truly worth. And that is.
0: And expanding their capabilities. Sorry? And expanding their capabilities. Letting them know they're capable of so much more. And you can retrain their way of thinking and the mind is very adaptable just like human beings are adaptable to any given environment as constantly as it's changing. So anything's possible especially yeah, it, if you have God and you're living is. the right life.
2: So, okay, so that, like I said, that's, yeah. I was going to say for me it's about revealing to people just their true value uh, and allowing them to see how the, the good and themselves instead of having a very very negative outlook because that's one of the that feeds into all sorts of horrific um, addictive and destructive behaviors
0: I think faith helps a lot with that you know reading the Bible and getting close to God and being proud of who you are at at least being grateful for who you are sorry wrong word being grateful Um, for who you are I'm not a fan of pride Um, so any last words this is the end of the show
2: uh i guess so um and it would be that if you are having a hard time uh our experience has always been that there are good things to follow and no matter how bad things might seem there have always been good things to follow um and that if you if you could only see what's ahead um you probably wouldn't feel so bad at all well you know god is
0: ahead God is ahead, and He already knows it's going to be okay.
1: Absolutely. And as
0: many times as, we've, as things have been okay for us, we should know by now, too. So thank you. Thank you so much, Tim, for being with us. It's been such a pleasure.
2: Well, likewise, I really appreciate the invitation. It's, uh, I've enjoyed it very, very much.
0: Nice. Us, too. More information on Tim fizzecker I, I wish I had the actual spelling. And his work can be found on our website, godisthecure.com, under radio show guests. Let's finish with a prayer, guys. We always do. It's a good habit. Gracious Lord, you know me better than I know myself. And I need your healing touch on my life today. You know all about the emotional pain that I have been going through. And oh Lord, I need you to come into my heart and to bind up the brokenness within me. Lord, flood every corner of my being with your soothing balm and your healing love, and root out all negative emotions that are bubbling inside me like a smoldering volcano releasing into the aching void within your love and your peace, your hope and your gracious presence, and gently carry me as as a kindly shepherd would carry a frightened little wounded lamb. Lord, I'm trusting you because I know that you alone can be trusted. Amen. Happy Fourth of July and Independence Day tomorrow, guys. And thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air. Please check out Robbie Dillamore's show, Kingdom Pursuit, at 11 A.M. Eastern. Funny guy, super smooth, down to earth, sweet and loving. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Please, oh, please
1: check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo. Our app, The Cure. Our website, GodIsTheCure dot
0: Thank you to our listeners and for being with us. And until next week, be kind. Always give it your best. Stay safe. Be true to yourself and others. Continue your values, but most importantly, keep the faith. Much love and peace.
1: Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.